Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com, here again with our friend, co-host, Mr. Greg Pease. Back again and glad to be here. We got, uh, as always, we got a great topic to cover and a value that you can, uh, action steps that you can take away from today's podcast and really uh, start to improve your life. Yeah, and this is awesome. We actually, you know, for those of you listening, we kind of go over this stuff ahead of time. So we have great content for you as you're, you know, progressing through the podcast and everything. This way it's not thrown together. And today we're talking a little bit about positive mental attitude or PMA. I actually like that you threw that acronym in there. You know, it's PMA. PMA, yep. yep. So I, you know, and positive mental attitude, we all know at, at, so when we all first hear that, we're like, okay, we know we got to be, be positive. But the goal in, in this podcast is talking about a little bit around, um, clarifying what that is, right? Because we think that it just means, oh, be happy or be positive. And, and loosely it does, but there's more to it than that. And then how can we get our positive mental attitude or a PMA on autopilot for us? And we're going to cover some of that today. Yeah, the subconscious mind is extremely powerful, but we'll dive into that later. You know, one of the things that you, you put on here as a talking point is thoughts are things. And you said something very profound when, I, when, when that was brought up. And I want you to go back into that because the way you stated it and what it was you said about the existence of thoughts. Absolutely. So nothing has been brought into existence by man, whether that be a thing or an event. Okay. It doesn't have to be physical. Nothing has been brought into existence by man that has ever preceded the thought of itself. So, so that's, that's kind of deep, right? There's a lot in there. So what I'm saying is everything that man has brought into existence, whether it be an event or a physical object, it had to be thought of first. And so with, we all know that, right? We're like, Greg, we know that. Okay. Okay. So every thought that we have then has the potential to become our existence, our reality. It becomes real. I mean, the thought of frustration, suddenly you have anger, the thought of pain, you know, literally there's people, let's take actors, for example, you know, when, when they cry on set, why, how do they do it? You know, are they just so good at acting that they're able to snap their fingers and cry? Or maybe they think of a, a dark or deep thought Absolutely. that triggers that reaction. That reality for them. Right, exactly. So then it becomes real. And so some of these actors, you know, they're in a situation where it's like, hey, I'm, I'm suddenly sad. I'm going to cry. And now I can play out this whole part because I really am sad. You know, well, because of the scenario. And, f- and furthermore, you know, flipping that coin over, the, the, the equal opposite of that coin is what we don't allow to be a thought won't be able to be a reality for us. Right. Um, so then we start looking at what, what do we not want in our realities? What, what negatives do we not want to experience? And, 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 and then around governing and controlling those negative thoughts and not allowing them to come into play. Well, and then just chopping those out, like how you deal with something. You know, we used the, the example earlier about, you know, what happens if I, I knock over your water and it, it spills all over your white shirt? Like, are you going to get upset not and let all. it ruin, you know, the rest of the day, every time you look down at your shirt, you're like, ah, oh, that stain, dang it, Alex, you know, or are you going to say, hey, bro, accidents happen, I got another shirt in the car, we're good to go, or even if even if you don't, you know, it, it's a funny story to tell later. Even uh, Literally, literally, even if I took the water jug as a total, first of all, there's plenty more water, but right. let's say I took that water jug as a total loss, the loss of the water jug doesn't even compare into the loss of progression throughout the whole entire day for carrying resentment for water spilling. And and the mental capacity and space. So I used an analogy a while back with my little brother. We were talking, and and I, I said, look at this room, okay? And let's say, for those of you that are, are listening, envision this with me. You have a 10 by 10 room, and inside that 10 by 10 room, you have a certain, a limited amount of space. That limited amount of space is equal to your mental capacity on a day-to-day functioning basis. Now, if I take that 10 by 10 space and I put 
10 boxes in the corner, okay? And maybe those 10 boxes is your job, your family, your responsibilities. So that that portion, your your room is starting to fill up. There's now, only so much room left now. Exactly. So now you're driving to work and somebody cuts you off and you get pissed off and you're yelling and you're screaming and you just moved a box in your just room. put a box in there. And so now there's a box and that box is a burden. And that burden doesn't have to be in your room. And the, the box doesn't even have to be there. Right. Keep it doesn't going. have to be there. But, but now you have less capacity. Okay. So the things that you could be focusing on to help fill that, bo- that, that room even more is now limited even more. You know, because the fact is, as humans, we can only focus on so much at a time. You know, that's why the analogy of the room and filling it up, are you going to have pointless boxes in your room? Or are you going to have boxes that are meaningful valuable and boxes. valuable? Exactly. That's right. exactly. That's right. And the, the valuable boxes, and a lot of times, they take up less space. And here's why. You can put a diamond ring in the room that's worth $10 million, or you can put a giant box of feathers that's worth $10. The difference is, is how do you value the things that are in your room and how much mental capacity does it take up in order to feed to those things? For example, your family. It doesn't take much effort to love your children, to care for your spouse, to cater to the things that you know that are going to make your family happy because that's muscle memory. It's part of your everyday. And so now it's that diamond ring. You that's know? right. And you're controlling what's in there. And then in turn, uh, you're controlling what's coming back out to oh, so what you're providing for people as well. Right. And and what that's reciprocating back into your room, you know. And so uh, that, that kind of makes me think of an analogy. Um, you used one with the boxes in the room, and I'm, I'm just going to double down with another analogy. Uh, so take how you ever notice, we all, we all notice how, uh, we're talking about something next thing you know, we're scrolling on Facebook, boom, there's an ad for it. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and, and ultimately, you know, when you, when you click on the accepting these apps that we're downloading and such, we're giving them access to our microphone there. There's definitely algorithms taking place and then they are providing what they think is of value to us based upon what they heard through that mic. Right. Our subconscious mind is doing the same thing. Yes. Hundred percent. What your the thoughts you allow to pass through, are is is the mic that your subconscious mind is hearing. Absolutely. And then at any given time, your subconscious mind it's do it's 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 providing feedback off an algorithm of what it thinks is best. So if you were to spill that water, my subconscious my subconscious there's there's no. No value. There's no va- there's no value to that water spot. Right. Not even a chance. Right. Because my subconscious mind is going to feed that to me based upon uh, all of all of the information that I fed to my subconscious mind. Well, and and that even goes back to you know when you talk about the microphone, the phone. That's the only sense reaction that the phone has besides what you're putting in the input into the phone itself. Your the human mind has tons of sensory items. You know you have you have sight, touch, smell hearing all that stuff that that's coming into play. So as you're absorbing what it is around you that you're seeing, that you're hearing, that you're smelling, that you're touching, you know, that all has some sort of impact. So that that even goes back to the point I we talked about this earlier. Like I idly have motivational stuff going on in the background. So what I'm absorbing You're programming your algorithms. Exactly. Exactly. And it's it's setting that up. So when you're and, and so and I love I love how you talked about that. So in the background you said you would have motivational, positive, development, growth, audio things going on. Yeah. At the end of the day, most could you recite what was probably not. You'd not even sure what happened back there. Yeah. However, your subconscious mind's microphone heard it all. Exactly. It's absorbing it. And and most of all, 
I am feeding that microphone stuff I want it to hear. 100%. You're controlling every single thing it hears. You you are essentially programming your subconscious mind to provide positive outcomes for you. You are creating what we're discussing around that autopilot of how do you keep that positive mental attitude. Yeah, and I want to kind of – I want to take this back, and this is something that you and I can relate to extremely well, and I'm sure there's listeners out there that can relate to this as well, but the adapting and the changing of those reactions. So I'll give you an example. You know, we talk about this water being spilled. As a child, in an abusive, you know, my stepdad um, being such an abusive, physically abusive and mentally abusive individual, if I spilled that water, what is my first reaction? My body is going to, the blood's going to flush out of my body. I know I'm in big trouble. My heart's going to sink to my feet. Why? Because I know what's getting ready to happen. Because that water spill, which isn't a big deal to you and I, is going to result in a very violent reaction from this individual. So now my body's reaction to that incident is now so extreme that I'm feeling physical sickness based on something that I just that just happened. So let's let's see, and, and I, I love that because we all have whether whether we know it or not, we all have pre-programming that we, uh, depending on how far we are along in our journey, um, that we may have not evaluated yet. Uh, so we have a, a belief system that we adopt it from experiences that happened when we were very young. Yes, and before we um, unpack those, uh, they affect how we react in a very short period of time before yep. you can even catch control of it. It's, it is providing you a reaction. Um, so how do we, how do we come past that? And, and m- my suggestion is through your programming every day, when you're listening to those positive mental attributes in the background, those audios, you are rewiring it. But here's the catch. You're just doing your job. You're not right. even doing anything. Right. It's happening for you. Well, then you're rewiring your environment too. That's the biggest thing. Like now if I spill the water, I'm like, ah, shoot, spilled that. My bad. Where's the paper towels? You know, I, I don't get that same feeling I got when I was eight years old. You Correct. know, and, and a lot of that is because the environment changed. The negative was being removed. More positive was being re- reinforced, 100%. which changed the outcome of that feeling. So one thing I tell my kids, and, and I'm by no means a perfect parent. I try to be as perfect as an individual can be, but none of us are. And what I do, we talk about that water. And because I make it a very conscious motivation when they do something to reinforce it with something positive, I say, accidents happen. Be more careful next time. We've talked about this in previous podcasts, but they recite that now. Now when I say, oh, it's okay, they'll say, accidents happen. Just be more careful next time. So their reaction is, hey, it's not that big of a deal. Accidents happen. Next time I'm going to be a little more careful and make sure it doesn't. There's not a negative connotation that goes with that because we have programmed them in a way that is positive now. Even, and even when programming ourselves, I, I liked how you said, uh, so so your reaction to water is now no big deal. And you said the negative became removed and positive was put in. Correct. And what I want to tell – so if you have kids, as, as, love on your kids every chance you can. Give, yes. give them positive reinforcement. But what about yourself? Yes. Those thoughts. Right. Remove the negative ones, insert the positive ones. You you literally – so, Alex, you just explained how that happened in your life. Not necessarily right. through thoughts. Um, that was a different situation, but it's all the same because negative was removed and positive was put into place. Correct. Correct. And I, I think I can speak for both of us, or at least I, I, I assume I can, 
that, you know, growing up, I had anger management issues. No question about it. Like, absolutely. If, if you looked at me sideways, we were having a problem. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was maturity. Some of it was the way I was used to responding to feedback. You know, when I say feedback, I'm not saying somebody saying something to me. I'm just saying whatever type of reaction or something you're feeding to me. And so what I had to do is learn how to cope with some of those ideas or some of those issues and actually deal with them in a positive manner. Now, that's part of that subconscious mind because the old Alex was go to anger, be mad, deal with this like this. Now, the new Alex is like, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. You know, analyze it, make a call and react. You know, whether it's positive, whatever it is, obviously you want to react in the most positive way possible. But a lot of that becomes a lot of that comes from the feedback that I'm absorbing on a day to day basis. A lot of that comes with the people I surround myself with. So even I'm going to I'm going to take it one step further. This is still controlling your thoughts. Um, So control your so control your thoughts, even if you don't think that thought has a negative effect at the moment. Mm hmm. Your subconscious mind is still listening. The yes. mic is still on. Yes. So what I want to share with you is even when you say things like, I'm going to try to start going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Don't. You don't have to go to the gym. Right. But if you want to, just go. Go. Yeah. Just go. Your your subconscious mind is listening. You're, you are programming your subconscious mind that we can give it a shot. And after giving it a shot, if it works out outstanding for us and we absolutely love it and it's euphoric, then we could possibly keep going. Right. <laughs> that's 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 a, a silly way of thinking of it. Um, we got to commit to what that thing is, and and more important than a commitment is is what words are we saying to ourselves? Yeah, for sure. And and I want to talk about something also that you brought up that I think is a very valid point, and it allows people to visualize what it is that we're discussing here. And that's the difference between a potato and an egg. You know, you brought this up, and it, it's a powerful point when you actually distill it down to its actual meaning. We're not talking about hey, this one does this and this one does that just because that's what they're supposed to do. Correct. They're supposed to do that because biology and every, I shouldn't even say biology. That's not the the proper words, but that particular item has formed itself to do that. Absolutely. An egg, if you boil it, what happens? So it gets hard. We get a hard boiled egg. And and a a potato. What do we get? Softens up for mash. So why? Why does the same environment create two different reactions? That's, That's powerful. That hot water was the same exact environment on each item. Correct. And then, and then I liked what you said uh, um, with, and, and I'm not even going to attempt to butcher when, when you use the word biology. I don't, I don't know the right words. Either. I don't but, either. <laughs> okay, but, but nonetheless, this potato was, was created differently than this egg was created, right? The structure. So, so yeah. then we have to look at, regardless of what happened to us when we were kids, and, and myself and yourself are a major example of that, regardless of what happened to us as kids, we now have the power and you now also have the responsibility to creating yourself to your environment. Correct. And that's the difference between the potato, the egg, and the human. Or even, heck, anything living realistically like animals, for example. You know, they get accustomed to their environment. The thing is, is as human beings, we can adapt, we can change, we can overcome. We have a better way to track, read, and adjust, you know. Um, That's what makes – it's funny. There's there's a thing. It's called the OODA loop. Have you ever heard of that? Um, It's It's a fighter pilot thing. So the OODA loop is where, and I'm going to butcher this. There's no question. I don't have it in front of me. David Burke talks about this. He's one of the the SEAL Team 3 guys. Um, But they talk about how you observe, um, what is it? it? Basically what you're doing is you're analyzing the situation. You're determining what's the important thing. You're making a decision and you're acting. And the thing is, is that's what we, we literally do that rapidly every single day. You know, those that are, are, 
any type of reaction. You're doing that same process. You're, you're seeing what's going on. You're bringing it in, and then you're making a reaction based on that, on whatever it is that you've perceived. You know, so that OODA loop, it's, it's kind of funny, and I encourage you guys to look it up. It's O-D-O-O-A, I think. Um, and that, like I said, I knew I was going to butcher that. But I encourage you to look it up and look at the, the uh, structure behind it and then relate that to your actual life on a day-to-day basis um, in what it is that we do and how it is that we make the decisions based on what it is we analyze. Does that make sense? And it, it, it totally does. And I, I'm going to recap, too, when we talked about – so in, in a prior – it may have been just that last episode. We talked about discipline being a habit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if discipline's a habit, uh, we, we have to do it once uh, and then twice and, 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 and form the habit. And, and eventually, again, we talk about it becoming on autopilot. Right. In the beginning, if you're having trouble with a positive mental attitude, mm-hmm. you need to discipline yourself. Correct. If you said, I'm not disciplined, that's great. That has nothing to do with discipline yourself. Discipline yourself is committing to that first action. Yes. And then committing to the second one. As far as I'm concerned, two is a pattern. From there, it's on you to keep that going. Right. Uh, so you have to determine, you have to shut down. Sometimes you have a negative thought that comes about. I mean, you have you have this reaction, and, and it may stem from childhood or, or something that uh, – an algorithm that we maybe accidentally fed ourselves. Maybe we intentionally fed ourselves, but we have this negative thought. That act of discipline is making a decision to not allow that thought to be a thing. Correct. Yeah, and, and so – and let me go back, and, and what you're saying is absolutely 110% correct, and it kind of falls in this OODA loop. So – just to recap, it's O-O-D-A. And what it is is observe, orient, decide, and act. So you see something. You figure out what is this something that I'm seeing. You make a decision on how you're going to deal with that, and then you react or act based on that decision on those last three things that we just talked about. So the importance of that, you know, from a mental standpoint, yes, that is very strategic in dealing with things that are coming at us, so to speak. This was this was something created by a gentleman named John Boyd, who was a fighter pilot. So this is something that's very relevant to what he's doing when he's analyzing and saying, okay, this is the issue. Here's what we need to do. I'm going to do this, and now I've done it. Versus the subconscious mind, like what we're referring to, where there's certain things that happen, and you just react based on muscle memory, so to speak. Correct. You know, so... The importance is how do we train that muscle memory? You That's know? the biggest thing. And 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 again, you know, all starting with that first that first decision yep. uh, to discipline yourself to not allow that thought. Um, but then again, you know, diving back into what are we constantly feeding ourselves? What videos are you watching? What music are you listening to on the way home? You know, they say uh, there's that saying. Um, you're the sum of your five closest friends or something yeah. of that nature. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's, that's true. Um, right. that's very true. And if we remove physical people, you're also the sum of the five things you listen to most. Yep. That's, that is th- the mic's on, on the subconscious mind. Um, it's what do, feeding, what are you feeding yeah. yourself? Right. Yeah. What, and what are you choosing to feed yourself every day? And you, I mean, you got to make a conscious decision if you want that positive. You look at people that are always happy. Right. Mm-hmm. So my my belief is these people have well trained and programmed that subconscious mind. Their immediate reaction is something positive, something uplifting, uh, solution orientation. But they they did the work for the programming. Right. Well, and, and a prime example of that is when you you think about successful people, for example, and you look at what do they all have in common, you know, and a lot of them, the thing they have in common is they're like, oh, I read 60, 60 books a year, you know, or 
20 bucks a month or whatever the case yeah, is. Yeah, a lot of books. I always hear the books. And, always. And, and it's because they're 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 not watching TV. They're not sitting there watching, you know. They're force-feeding themselves selected information. Selected information that in their, you know, regardless if it's just literature where they're just reading just to read, they're sharpening skills subconsciously. 100%. You know, the word that maybe they didn't use before that they now are familiar with because they read it in a book that they look and say, hey, you know what? This is, I like this word. I'm going to use this word in my daily language. Or even a different mindset. So let me let me offer um, a, a peer of mine uh, in real estate industry, a peer of mine, a listing agent, uh, one time said to me that he sold the house before he got the sign in the yard. Right. And I said, man, that's awesome. You don't even have to spend any money on marketing. Yeah. He looked at me very confused, and he said, I didn't get the market. Right. My mind was blown. He missed out on two more deals. I thought he saved $1,000 on marketing. He lost $20,000 on the two other deals he'd have pulled in from marketing. There was that mind sh- uh, that mindset shift. There was yep. seeing things differently um, and, then, and then allowing myself to see them differently. Yeah. Well, um, I could have challenged his belief. You could have. But here's the thing. That's an abundance mindset because that individual, to the, to the average person – you're like, bro, you sold it. Congrats. That's amazing. Right, right, right. But to that person that's like – I missed you, you 20 said, grand yeah, I missed on the, the deal or whatever. What, I, I don't know. If, you know, whatever. Well, yeah, I missed the opportunity now. And that's just a different – that's that one degree click that we talk about because now your attitude is going to be the same way. You're going to be like, i got to market that. Like, I, I, yeah. my ad, After that, my attitude was – I need a direct marketing plan that I – a system that I put in place every time on every list and I need to make sure I get my two other uh, uh, humans to help out of that listing. Yeah, exactly. You're like, I'm not even going to put the – I'm not even going to sell it until the sign's in the, it's not in the front yeah, right. lawn for two days. You know? Yeah, yeah. But it, that's a that's a powerful difference. It's a shift, and 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 a big piece around that shift is we talked before about the you know the uh, during times of change the learners were inherit the earth and the learned will find themselves beautifully equipped for a world that no longer exists. I know that's a mouthful, but allowing ourselves to relearn every day. There's something new every day. There's right. different techniques. Yeah, and. No, I mean it, that that point being said, you know they say you can't you can't teach an old dog new tricks. If you're an old dog, you're not willing to learn. You're gonna become past tense, hundred percent. And that's that's a scary thought. We we must constantly stay relevant. And to yeah. tie that into to what we're talking about, what you know, being relevant to, to today is how you even how you take your your how do you create your your positive mental attitude, right? right. So today, what we're giving you is relevant. Okay, in in a month from now, you might want to revisit how you are doing your positive mental attitude. Yeah. you might want to get re relevant on how you're controlling your positive mental attitude. Yep. Absolutely, yeah, your your mental thermostat, so to speak. So, mm-hmm. well, I want to wrap this up once again, like the Jerry Springer show. Do you have any <laughs> closing thoughts? Final thoughts. <laughs> always always putting them on them. So, um, I, I you know I, the the big takeaway that I want to give you guys is is. You have that subconscious mind and that conscious mind. Right. The conscious mind, we get to determine what's going on. The subconscious mind is doing things for us. Those things are being done based upon the live mic, which is your ears. Yep. Control what you're feeding your ears. Yeah. That's absolutely. my closing thoughts. No, that's great. And and as far as what, what I'm getting ready to close with, you know, the biggest thing is is everything's how you perceive it. A problem's only as big as you make it. Um, it's funny because going through my growth and training and everything else, everybody says happiness is an inside job. Mm-hmm. And when they talk about that, like it, mentally, 
I think of bank robbers, you know, it's inside. They're in there <laughs> and they're great. taking stuff from and me. And they're happy. <laughs> right. And they're, they're like, I got all this money. No, but the, the inside job is very true because what you say to me, I allow to affect me. If you come up to me and you say, you're fat, you're ugly, you're stupid. I determine what the weight of what you just said has to me. Zero and weight, so, zero value. Exactly. So if I can, if I maintain that positive mental attitude and I say, you know what? He may think that. I feel bad for him that he's in a position where that's relevant to Absolutely. him. But you keep trucking forward. What weight do you think that has on my day-to-day? So I just want you to consider that. Whatever it is that you allow to impact you, you allow to impact you. It's an inside job. So thanks again for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon.